Hello and welcome to episode 36 of El Vanilo, the podcast that looks at the greatest albums of all time and compares them to music today. My name is Matt and with me, it might not be their birthdays, but it doesn't mean they don't like to get high on life, I'm sure. I was wondering where you were going to go with this week. (laughs) Adam and Grace, nice to see you both. It's been a while in our lockdown life, uh, Mm. but it's good to see you. How are you both doing? Grace, how are you? All the better for seeing you, Matt. <laughs> Thanks, pal. And you, Adam. Wow. Well, <laughs> what an afterthought. <laughs> How's your week been, Grace? What have you been up to? Uh, it's been good. I mean, obviously nothing new. We've all been for a walk this week. Let's get that out out in the open. Obviously, we've all been for a walk. That's all we've done. Um, <laughs> But minimal poo this week from Otis, which is great. Brilliant. Um, so... 10 out of 10 this week, to be honest. It's a good poo update. (laughs) Where's the best place you've walked, Grace? What's been the best walk? The best one? Yeah. I think probably the best one for Otis, I wasn't there for it, thank goodness, was Royzen Park. It's near us. Mm. Apparently it was like a mud bath situation. (laughs) He came back absolutely covered. Sounds But he loves it, loves the mud. Nice. Brilliant. And Adam, where's your favourite walk been this week? Um, I I actually, oh um, where did we go? Where did we, we did go for a walk? Um, crap, it was that good. I've forgotten. Where was it? <laughs> we went. Oh, New Brighton. There we go. We went to New Brighton. So actually, you've just reminded me. So me and Libby went for a walk down New Brighton, parked in the uh, Morrison's car park, and went for a walk. As we were walking along, um close to Fort... What's the fort called? Grace, you all know. Fort Petrock. Fort Petrock, thank you. Uh, as we were walking towards that and there's, towards the lighthouse and there's a little beach, we saw there was someone standing in the water. Now, it was very dark and, like, cold and windy, but we could see there was definitely someone in the water, like, right on the shore. I was like, oh, that's weird. And we could hear them as well, and they were like... I don't know if it was a woman or a high-pitched man, don't know, but they were, like, going, ooh, high-pitched man. Ooh. Mate. Very weird. So we're just standing there, and then there was this couple that were also standing socially distanced away from us, like <laughs> also looking at them, going, "Is that is that someone in the water?" So me and Libby kind of went down to investigate. We could also see that on the beach, they'd left like a little. It looked like a glowing fire. It was really weird, or like a little red LED with their stuff. It was very weird. Oh, not so a, not a real of... fire, just an LED one. I don't know what it was. It was just red and glowing. It was weird, but um. So we start to walk towards the red LED thing. Why would you do that? All the horror movies teach you not to do that. Well, yeah. To, to also see whether the person kind of needed help. And it was a bit weird. So we yeah, start to some walk of us are helpful, it. Grace, okay? Some of us like to look after others. <laughs> some mm. of us like to live. Run away. <laughs> so, well, so we start to walk towards it. We don't say anything, but we're like getting closer. But the, the person in the water is still away off. And we can't see. We can't make out shapes. We can't identify anything because it is pitch black there's no lights there and then the thing in the water starts to come towards us and we can't work out whether it's running or whether it's walking very fast and it seems to have its arms in a very weird position and all we can see so this person is clearly wearing a a, either a swimsuit or a um a wetsuit but it doesn't have legs on it so like you can see the person's legs and they're very pale white so all we can see is two very pale white legs and some weird body seemingly charging towards us. 
which case we turn around very quickly and walk away. But the people standing next to us, man and woman, the man goes and sees the person and he's like, oh, are you all right, mate? And then we don't hear anything else. And they're just, the two of them are standing very close together. Very weird. It was very, we possibly saw a demon that night. Wow. Saw a it. demon who liked to paddle. When you said before, you said, uh, so it had no legs. Yeah. I thought you meant <laughs> the person, not the swimsuit. So I was like, Whoa. I had to clarify that real quick. <laughs> <laughs> but like, it, it looked, because obviously, because it was dark and there's a lot of movement with the sea, we couldn't really gauge whether it was just walking, but walking a bit funny because it had to come out of, you know, the sea. Or whether it's it was hard to walk in the sea. Or whether it was literally sprinting towards us. It is hard to walk in the sea. But it looked like it was sprinting towards us and not running like a human. That's was, crazy. Was it, make, <laughs> is it making a noise? Why are we saying it? No, it, it wasn't. It stopped making a noise. But before we walked towards its little camp thing, it was making a noise. It was like a, a siren thing going like, woo. It was very weird. It's a good story, but in the end, you you guys kind of bottled it, didn't you? Because you got yeah, you didn't did. linger to find I, out what I, was going on. I'd have bottled Absolutely. it way before. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. this isn't a criticism, but no, I, I, no. it's fine. I mean, if that person was in real danger, we'd have we'd have been terrible people anyway for just walking away. <laughs> but also, not yeah, about to get my, yeah, not about wow. to get my soul eaten. So mm. yeah, well, fair enough. Yeah. I'm good. But yeah, very weird. We'll pray for protection for you this week, Asma. That's how you uh, it's been, in fact, there's been no other supernatural occurrences, <laughs> thankfully. You say um, we've been we've been covered. <laughs> I want you to know, Adam, everything is supernatural. Mm. Every day, well, every moment. Rob Bell, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> He's got a new book. Everything is spiritual. That's what I'm, mm. that's what I'm reading at the moment. Very good. No. Wow, well, Adam, what an adventure! So, yeah. <laughs> that's how's your week been? Yeah. How's your week? It's been good. I went to uh, New Brighton as well. Went for a little walk. In fact, I went for a run, and then Becky said, "Oh, can we carry on walking for a little bit?" And I said, "Yeah, yeah." And then, like three miles later, I was like, "I don't think I can walk back." You know what I mean? Because we, because <laughs> I'd run too far. I was getting cold. I was like, um. I was like a very, um, you know, when a marathon runner finishes a race and they're all like, oh, and they get the little blanket and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm like a very wimpy version of that. <laughs> you like little jelly legs. That's it. <laughs> carry me, Beck, carry me. <laughs> You've got to get the little little foil thing so you look like a big potato. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I look like a very wimpy p- potato. <laughs> Potatoes are never, never cold, never tired because they've got the, the little foil blanket. Potatoes are the best. Potatoes <laughs> are the best. One of the best food up there. They're in top tier with chicken. Mm. What type of potato is the best? Oh. Like how cooked? A, a chip is amazing, but because mm. it's so amazing, it almost can't count because a roast potato what? is great. <laughs> Do you know, so a chip beats all. But if we just take that out, then a roast potato is great. I think a roast potato beats all. Oh, right. I think, yeah. Oh, okay. But oh, mash. Know... I, I love a bit of mash. I was about to say, we all know what the worst is, mash. Yeah, I will say this now. This yeah. is my This is my hill to die on. Mashed potato <laughs> is the worst thing you can do with a potato. You're yeah. ruining them. You're ruining potatoes. You're you don't deserve them. Don't mash them. Don't mash them all. It's still pretty good, but it's still the worst thing you can do with a potato, no. my opinion. No. I've never had a mashed potato and not thought, oh, man, I love roast potatoes. You know what I mean? <laughs> 100%. A jacket potato is the worst 
thing you can yeah, do with a potato. Well, that's true, Jack and potatoes are incredible. No, they're still great. That's because potatoes are great. True. But out of all the potato forms, no. Jack I, it. Right, I don't Does, want. I don't want to like because we're going to get stuck on this. But I've got one <laughs> last question, Ryan, and the question is. Because we are a music podcast, not a potato <laughs> podcast. Um, we should switch. Join us for our potato podcast. <laughs> what do you have on your baked potato? No, I'm very specific. So Tuna, cheese and beans. Great, you're oh. the worst. <laughs> you ruined it with beans? You ruined it with tuna? Stop no, tuna's you. great. <laughs> tuna on a jacket is... Whew. I've never had... Like, it, it gets a little bit warm because of the jacket but it's mm-hmm. still a little bit cool what's and going mash on it all in with the potato mm-hmm. and with the cheese mm-hmm. and i just think the skin of a jack of potato is is oh great as well a little bit of salt little salty boy mm-hmm. what, what do you have adam just tuna tuna and cheese tuna mm-hmm. and cheese. Yeah. um if neither of them are available i'll stick a coleslaw in there oh come on if that's oh, going yeah. yeah um but yeah tuna and cheese go on map or jeff so i'm very specific as you'd expect a bit over the top and intense. <laughs> I have cheese, coleslaw, beans, cheese. Right. So I can't have tuna, but you can have coleslaw and beans together. Yeah. It tastes amazing. Right. It tastes, it t- it's the cold and the hot together. But, but beans are disgusting. Why are we not? No, but, no, 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 no. No, beans also, rightly deserve a place on the jacket no, potato. Also, <laughs> this really is just turned into a food podcast. <laughs> If you are an adult eating baked beans, grow oh, up. I hate this opinion of yours. You're an up. idiot. You are an adult that picks out tomatoes and mushrooms from your dinner. <laughs> yeah, kids pick out food from their dinner, Adam. Kids do that. So pack it in. But pack it eat, in. No, kids eat your baked beans. Eat, no, kids also eat baked beans. <laughs> Smiley face. Yeah, Don't I'm an idiot. Baked beans. If you, hey, you've got a house. You've got a mortgage. Don't eat baked beans. Don't because eat you're an Pick Adam. out individual items from your dinner. Hey, just eat hey, it, Adam. Do you pay taxes? Just why are you eating eat beans? You're an adult. Stop it. This is why we're not a food Grow podcast. Up. <laughs> Very controversial opinion. But also, just don't eat beans. You're the worst. You're the absolute worst. Unless they're barbecue beans, in which case, go nuts because they're, oh, right. they're good. Because no, that's okay. It's just my The adults barbecue their beans. Absolutely. I gotta say that we're ten minutes into this and we're still talking about food. <laughs> but I've gotta say, I I you know I I don't have beans very often. But if I ever want to feel like a child, a little sausage and beans combo oh, is pretty great. Glory. Shocking grace. It's it's, it is shocking. But uh, you know, I agree with both of you on that. You know, beans are childlike. <laughs> start, start eating your mushrooms, pal. How's that? <laughs> is it comfortable? <laughs> <laughs> it's in your bum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It looks like eleven minutes into a podcast. That's what it looks like. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. A music podcast. <laughs> Father time here. <laughs> Amazing. So Father let's time. do some admin because <laughs> mm. <laughs> we've just done an intro on food. Um, <laughs> you can go and get some merch if you've mm. still got some money left from Black Friday. You know, mm. go and grab. Uh, some t- a t-shirt or a hoodie, uh, a jumper, a sticker, the Teespring El Vanilla. You're gonna look great. You're gonna mm-hmm. forget Christmas jumper this year. Mm. You're gonna look proper great in an El Vanilla jumper. Those Christmas Eve pajamas. Use an El Vanilla jumper. Yeah, that's it. Ooh. That's it. Get kitted out. 
Everyone loves pajamas with then jumper on top. That is a mm. comfortable boy. You know what I mean? And these hoodies are very comfortable. So mm. you know, get yeah. hold of one or an extra large T-shirt or like mm. as big as you can get. They're the best, aren't they? Sure, that's a great T-shirt. So anyway, that's there. Go and get it. Uh, and while we're on the theme of Christmas, every Thursday starting this week, which is the third of December, if you're listening. Uh, this week, uh, we are going to be releasing a special bonus episode every week Ooh. until Christmas Eve. Come Ooh. on. <laughs> Tell you what, Christmas has come early because you get mm-hmm. two episodes of El Vanilla every <laughs> week. Uh, we're going to be putting together our 12 songs of Christmas. Come on. <laughs> uh, and we're going to pick a one each uh, for each week, talk about it, say why we love it, uh, why this needs to be in your Christmas Day playlist. Uh, and then we're going to put a playlist together ready for the big day, the special one with a little playlist in the background. So, yeah, so this Thursday, we're going to be doing that. I love one Christmas. More one yeah, Christmas. I, I can't wait. I mean, this is just a gift for us to talk about Christmas, isn't it? We're basically saving 2020 right here. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Some said it couldn't be saved. But we disagreed. (laughs) But yes, so uh, look out for that. Uh, So you've got Elvanilo coming out on a Tuesday and a Thursday through all of December, which is really exciting. (sighs) All admin done. No one else has any admin, do they? No. No. We're all done. Brilliant. So uh, this week we are going to be talking about Drake's Take Care from 2011. Now, according to Grace, I was 107 years old <laughs> back in 2011. But it's not true. I was only 20. Wow. Thanks, Grace. Wow. Yeah, only, only 20. <laughs> uh, Two decades. Yeah, come on. Nearly three. <laughs> but Adam, give us some history <clears throat> about 2011, as if we can't all remember anyway. Well, I you you do forget some things. I thought some of these events um, happened uh, more recently than than you know a good nine odd years ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, Twenty eleven, the year I left school. Whew, crazy times. Uh, some other events. I'm, I'm going to tell you now. I'm going to preface this. This is not a happy year. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> as as like the first year almost, or the second year into the 2010s decade, wasn't good. So we're going to start with. The underwater earthquake off the coast of Japan (laughs) with a magnitude of nine on the Richter scale, which is very, if you know anything about the Richter scale, very powerful. Um, It caused a tsunami which damaged the Fukushima nuclear power plant, which is just fun to say, if I'm honest, but it caused a lot of damage. Uh, A lot of people tragically lost their lives, both from the kind of nuclear fallout from the air. Fukushima nuclear power plant. plant. (laughs) That's more fun to say. (laughs) <laughs> the Fukushima poor plant. The poor plant. <laughs> this isn't a happy year, but we will take the mick out of it. Yeah. You you've got to, hey, you've got to laugh. You've got to laugh through the pain. Oh, that's funny. Um, <laughs> in other world events, Osama bin Laden was found in a compound in Pakistan and was killed. Uh, SEAL Team 6 found him, killed him. Some people, conspiracy theories abound. Was he already dead? Did he die? You know all this because there was no body they threw him in the ocean all this they threw him um, in the ocean there was no body they did. 
No, no. So there's no. So I think they yeah. did that to prevent a the same with why they destroyed Hitler's bunker, um, and destroyed his body, so there would be no kind of. They didn't want people going to get him. And... Yeah, and like burying him. And, and well, surely like. there's no proof then. You've no one seen his body. Well, exactly. Well, that's where the conspiracies come from. He could be hanging out with Adolf in Buenos Aires. <laughs> Adolf, or something like that. I hope not. You never know. Um. In other uh, Middle Eastern news, uh, the Arab Spring happened. I remember watching this on the news and not really understanding what was going on, but it was a big deal. Basically, the Arab Spring was a huge protest movement right across the Middle East, uh, with people rising up against their governments in various Middle Eastern countries, such as Tunisia, Syria, Libya and Egypt, uh, amongst others. Um, that was where Gaddafi, uh, who was in Libya, the, the ruler of Libya, was removed and, and also killed. Um, a lot of murder, a lot, a lot of death in 2011. Not nice, but uh, but yeah. But one one thing that characterised the Arab Spring was it was a big mark in how social media can really bring attention to what's going on in the world. This was like one of the first times that people were like live tweeting it and doing videos on it and posting them. It was absolutely insane. And um, so we, in like the UK and the Western world, knew exactly what was going on by the minute. We didn't have to rely on reporters and it's crazy times. Um, and yeah, a huge protest movement. Uh, there were also, again, more happy news, riots in the UK. We all remember them. Uh, after protests by residents in Tottenham, uh, protesting against the shooting of a man by the police. Um, and I think that was a cause that was rightly against police violence. Um, and then it kind of escalated into some pretty ugly stuff across the country. I know there were some riots in Liverpool where people were just kind of piggybacking on a movement and wanting to loot and burn stuff to the ground, which is not nice. Um, in more happier news... Oh! Uh, don't Ask, Don't Tell was repealed in the US. So Don't Ask, Don't Tell was the policy that banned open homosexuality in the US armed forces. Uh, it was brought in... Uh, by the Clinton administration uh, in the 90s. So they didn't ban, uh, you know, LGBTQ people from being in the army. However, you just didn't talk about it. So we won't ask you, you don't tell us. So it's kind of a, you know, we'll allow you, but you can't be who you are. But that was repealed. Uh, Obama repealed that. And that was brought in, like I said, by the Clintons. Um, uh, and of course, in 2011... Charlie Sheen told us that he was winning. He had Tiger Blood. He had one gear go. Epic winning. Uh, which created... Did, did anyone get the uh, Charlie Sheen app? Because I had the Charlie Sheen app. Uh, which was brilliant. And you could just say winning and Tiger Blood. It was good fun. No? I, I don't know. I can't remember whether I ever got it or not. I, I feel like I did. I must have just been around you at that time. I wasn't married then. I don't think so. No. We must have been in the no, same house. I have no idea this whole Charlie Sheen thing. You don't remember? <laughs> I do not remember. Really? I know that he was crazy. <laughs> but I don't remember this specific event. Yeah, he, um, he, he did a, an interview. I think it was a 60 Minutes interview where he just rambled on about, like, someone... So the woman asked him, like, are you are you bipolar? And he goes, well, I'm bi-winning. I think that's the best answer <laughs> ever. Bi-winning. Like, oh, yes, you are, Charlie Sheen. Um, yeah. yeah, and he's like, I've got tiger blood. That's a bit crazy. I mean, this was kind of the start of. So Grace said, "Oh, I always knew who's crazy, but this is like the start of his like cra crazy, crazy for want yeah. of a better word." But like, 
you know, this was where he really had a bit of a, a downfall, didn't he? He had a bit of a meltdown, yeah. Like I said, he uh, he lost, uh, he was on Two and a Half Men. Very, very successful show. Mm. Um, he was earning like millions of dollars per episode. Um, and then he had a disagreement with the show's creator. Uh, and that kind of all spiralled down from there. Um, and Ashton Kutcher got the role, which was uh, interesting. But... Yeah. but that show like it's just it's just garb like just the theme thematically it's just garbage and it's just not healthy at all for anybody well, wholesome no. it's not wholesome that's it that's the right word mm. so i'm glad i'm glad <laughs> uh would you like to know so obviously we can't well i i looked at people who were born this year yeah tell you there's a lot of nine-year-old Oh, how well did you know? Yeah, nine-year-old Vine stars, TikTok stars, no Instagram stars. <laughs> Honestly, I was looking through it and like all these kids, and, like Instagram star, Instagram star, TikTok star. Like, what the heck? Um, there is one, one famous kid who I recognised. I was like, I know yeah. them. The kid who plays Joe from Modern Family hey. on this year. Let me wow. tell you, so we've been watching Modern Family. Um, he is not nine years old. He he is now. He wow. is now. Um, Who feels old now, Grace? Hey. <laughs> and I think that kid is one of the best actors ever because he he was like five or six or something on that show, and was delivering monologues in the best way. I think he was incredible. Um, so yeah, that's the only person I could kind of find born this year, but died this year. We'll go for that. Oh my gosh, I thought you were going to say Joe died this year. Oh my days. No. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. I'm pretty sure he's very much still alive and kicking. <laughs> and not called Joe. <laughs> and not In called Joe. Life, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but people who died this year um, Elizabeth Taylor, famous actra- actress. Um, I think she was in Greece, Elizabeth Taylor, wasn't she? Does she play Rizzo? I'm just thinking of Pirates of the Caribbean. I don't know. Is, is she called Elizabeth Swan? <laughs> But, oh. <laughs> <laughs> but she'll get married and become Elizabeth Taylor. Tanner. Uh, yeah. Thank, yeah. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> uh, Amy Whitehouse. Uh, Amy Winehouse, sorry. Amy Winehouse. <laughs> I tell you what, this is good, isn't it? All these people. <laughs> I was like, who's that? Like, that sounds okay. like Amy Winehouse. Amy Professionalist <laughs> one. Can re- we can redo that if you want, but... <laughs> I enjoyed it that much. Amy I think Whitehouse. I'm to be honest. <laughs> this is... You know what the problem is? All to correct them. Have we still got the poor plant? <laughs> we do. Yeah. yeah, I think we do. Oh, guys. I've got to tell you now. Firstly, seeing a demon this week is really... <laughs> Secondly... <laughs> The baked bean chat really riled me up. Thirdly, <laughs> I've only just woke up. Amy Winehouse mm. passed away sadly. Um, not the president, Amy. Not from the president, the White House. Amy from the White House. One of the buffers. No, <laughs> uh, Amy Winehouse passed away sadly. Um, Steve Jobs, another legend, oh, passed away. He thought differently. Brought us all the devices that we're using right now. Yeah, Crazy I didn't realize that was so long ago. Yeah, yeah. He um he passed away, was it four weeks before the iPhone 4S came out? Something yeah. like that, which is crazy time. Mm-hmm. And uh, in dictator news, King Jong-il died um, and passed on the uh, the throne. I was going to say it's not a throne. Passed on the uh, the keys to North Korea. The, ba- the baton. The baton, thank you, yeah. In the relay Passed race. it on. 
passed it on to Kim Jong-un. Uh, so Kim Jong-un passed away. And that is 2011 wrapped up. Amazing. Um, just about. Uh, I'm sure some other things happened, but who knows. During lockdown one, right, mm. I spent a little bit of time in a deep rad- rabbit hole watching Steve Jobs' um, interviews and, like, uh, what what are they called when they they bring out new products and they do that stage thing? What are they called? Um, like a like a press release, expose, that, right? yeah. tech shows, yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Whatever they're called, just watching them and like keynotes, keynotes, yeah. Okay. And he like so charismatic, just unbelievable. Mm-hmm. But not like a different kind of charismatic. You know what I mean? Like he didn't yeah. mind the old like snidey joke at people and things like that. But he would always mm-hmm. win. It was great. What a guy. You know, good side and, and the bad side. Yeah, you know. He was the man who brought us Pixar as well. Let's not forget. He yeah. brought us Toy Story 1, 2, or 3, technically. Mm. Come on. We don't talk about Toy Story 4. It's pointless. Pointless? Are you kidding? Nah, it's not as good. Oh, man. I cried in Toy Story 4. Have you seen it, Grace? I have. Did you cry when they were separated, when he stayed with... Spoiler alert. But... Well... Spoiler alert. Done that. <laughs> um, yeah, I cried at the end, and the colours are amazing. I just really loved it. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, it is. It is beautiful, beautiful. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, some other notable albums or some notable albums from this. <laughs> I don't know if you've done any. Um, sorry, did I cut over you then, Adam? Is that what happened? No, no, I didn't do any notable albums. Oh, oh sorry. <laughs> no, right. no, it's fine. <laughs> so some notable albums so we've got Bon Iver with his album <laughs> Bon Iver uh, we've got 21 oh. by Adele uh, Wasting Light by the Foo Fighters uh, 4 by Beyonce Born This Way Lady Gaga and Suck It and See by the Arctic Monkeys some solid mm. solid albums and here yeah. we are talking about Take Care by Drake, which was a very, very big album uh, from this year. Why don't we take a break and then we're going to talk about it. Amazing. So here we are. Uh, Take Care by Drake is his second studio album. Uh, It was released in November of 2011. Um, The album has some notable features. The Weeknd, Rihanna, Kendrick Lamar, uh, Nicki Minaj, Little Wayne, Andre 3000, uh, as long as like 40 other contributors and producers. A really big album. Uh, this album came out and was um, an amazing success and kind of made, kind of like built on the success of his earlier release uh, and his album before. And so. Um, I don't know. I think now Drake is one of those characters. Like when we talked about Elton John um, being like this celebrity meme figure. And obviously that had only been 40 years. But I think like I mean, <sighs> it had been 40 years. But Drake has only been 10 years or a little bit more. But is already sometimes we can just see him as a bit of a, a meme. Do you know what I mean? A bit of a, a, bit of a gift. Mm. But uh, yeah. he is like Drake is one of the biggest artist if not the biggest artist of the last 10 years uh, has, hasn't really mm. gone anywhere i don't think you can when like i remember seeing all these like stats about how much how many more streams 
Drake has over the Beatles. Do you know what I mean? And he was like the first person to ever hit one billion streams in a week. You know what I mean? And things like that. And it doesn't really work out because stream like streams now and what um, actual sales were back then didn't actually yeah uh, make sense. And also for every stream you make like zero points zero zero one p or whatever. So uh, <laughs> yeah. So but Drake is like massive. And so I was really interested to see like where did this all start? Where it's good to go back. Uh, and so I thought this was really interesting. This album did really well. Uh, had a number of um, singles off it and really just catapulted Drake for the next 10 years. Drake was a actor, mm. a child actor, um, and he like got into music and he was picked up by um, like some notable kind of hip-hop artists at the time and signed him and different things like that. But he has gone on to go way past them. Um, and do amazing stuff. So we're going to talk about this album. There's a lot to talk about, I'm sure. Mm. Um, Asm, mm. what do you think of Take Care? <sighs> right. Here we go. This is a long album. <laughs> it's a long, long album. Um, I didn't finish it all. It's a long album. Uh, <laughs> guys, he is so whiny. 2011 Drake, get a grip, man. Whiny. Don't like this Drake, and I can see why people made so many memes about him. My goodness, he's such a sad, whiny, pathetic person. Ah. I honestly get a grip. He comes across so needy, and he's just awful. He's a, he's a terrible human. He's a horrible man in this. I think I don't want I don't want take care Drake. I want hotline bling Drake. Yeah, I want God's plan Drake. I want one dance Drake where he's a little bit more confident, and he's got over Rihanna, and he's now he knows who he is boring mm. if i bought a song that really slightly offended me and i'm gonna say a bad word two bad words so okay. i apologize marvin's room yeah? Oh, yeah one thing came to mind small dick energy wow yeah? Tiny, wow tiny. <laughs> leave the girl alone drake she's happy with the man that she's found he literally says f that guy who you're with he uses stronger words than that but still honestly don't be a prick leave her she's happy with her fella leave her alone he comes across like like the whole point of that song is that he's drunkenly called this girl like oh, I love you. please come back to me stop it no one likes that guy Drake don't be that guy be better mm. yeah you know when that hotline bling that don't mean the thing <laughs> that Drake? that's what that's the Drake we all want I didn't enjoy any of the songs personally that's my personal preference I'm sure some people did I can understand why rap fans might like it understand why some people might like it especially people going through a breakup fair play um some of the rhymes are good it's good good flow beats are solid my man is rubbish it's all rubbish uh i listened to some later drake i listened to uh views i think is one of his um things i listened to like more life is another one of his albums um better i can get on board with later drake because he's not all like whiny and um, he got a lot better with time. Uh, particularly one song, KMT, featuring Gigs, which is on another album. When he starts to become more more London, Drake does this thing where he kind of also pretends sometimes that he's a guy from South London, which I prefer. I prefer that Drake. Give me that Drake. <laughs> give me give me Man from the End Drake, not, ooh, leave that man, ooh, come with me, ooh. Stop it. Yeah. So all in all, 
Drake, I'm disappointed. This is a terrible introduction to Drake. I don't want it. Get off. Hotline bling. Give me that. Fair I enough. don't want it. I'm out. Done. Fair enough. Wow. Although even Hotline Bling, like mm. the fact that he's obsessed with someone who you can have like a a booty call with, <laughs> like yeah. like like I was the same thing. I was like, uh, actually, like early Drake is doing me editing a little bit, but like actually, it's not like you, Drake today is much better. You know what I mean? And I, and I I got catchy rhythm. Yeah, well that's it. and like it. I mean, it is great, isn't it? It's a great song. <laughs> And like one dance, love it. But I, I thought with this album, like we talk a lot about in society, like and workplace, say like workplace equality, or we talk about, um, like fair pay and like things like that. And I think that those things are really right and really important. But in terms of art and culture, we need to change the way that we talk about people other than ourselves. And so, mm-hmm. like Drake here. So the only positive thing that I heard him say about a woman was that her hair was wet and he liked it like that. You know what I mean? That That is so shallow. <laughs> so if that's the only thing you can say about somebody that you like it when their hair is wet, you know, that that isn't a like positive or uplifting or like empowering view of someone other than yourself. And really this is like an hour and a half of just derogatory terms. Mm. for like people other than himself and particularly women and i think there's a real problem that hip-hop doesn't own up to or deal with in the way that it treats women and talks Mm -hmm. about um women and so so for that like i hated this album like i i really wasn't unhappy listening to it and thought like i don't i don't care like just because drake so drake perceives like all these relationships he's in but none of them are positive but then puts them out and sells bill like or like has billions of streams like just because he is because he's put it out he's endorsed it do you know what i mean mm. like so it doesn't seem like he's going oh well this is bad or this is this isn't the way you should live your life he's like saying well this is my life and so take it or leave it which is like something in our culture you know you can take it or leave it you can do your own thing but but i really i mean content wise i hated this album and thought that actually art has you're right adam art has a place doesn't it where mm. like i don't know just talking about the other than yourself really you need to it needs to own sure. up to it doesn't it mm. absolutely i don't know if there are any other thoughts about that it's just yeah like you say it's just uh, and i don't i don't know whether rap's got a lot of rap hip-hop has got a lot better over the years of trying to be a bit more like you say equal and and different but this this seems very it's very early hip-hop where it's talking about you know women in in a very derogatory way like you're saying um i'd like to think that hip-hop as a whole has got a bit better but it it probably hasn't i I wouldn't know it's not my genre of music that i listen to um but yeah just just disappointing but what annoys me is like so Nicki minaj had that song last like in the last couple of months didn't she where it was like like highly sexualized uh, like the other way towards men and people were kicking off like oh and actually like my problem isn't that it's towards men or about a man or about whatever kind of weird bondage i don't want to know about you know like mm-hmm. what my problem is is that we're talking about this 
in such an open way. I don't care whether they're male or female. I care about that you just aren't owning up to the fact that, you know, you have a responsibility to what you release and what you put out. Mm. And the people that you, the way you treat people, like if I treated anybody, male or female, like Drake treats anyone, like treats the people in on his album, I don't think I'd have any friends. Do you know what I mean? I don't think I'd have anyone around me that would really be want to be around me, and it, they wouldn't be happy if they were still around. You know what I mean? And so, and so, I think like for younger people and for minds that think like, like Drake is like a god or Drake is like an idol, well, he just ain't. You know, it just ain't good, and it's just leading to more negative and, well, just downright abusive relationships, really. So, yeah. Grace, any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I agree. So I wrote, I, I only wrote down two lyrics because really, there's not a lot that can be shared. Um, but like, for example, he says, "All I care about is rap and female dogs." He uses a different term. Um. <laughs> Which I think, yeah, to be honest, that probably is all he cares about, but that's wrong. That's a whole problem here, like you were saying. Um, another line, fame on my mind, my girl on my nerves. Clearly, you know, women to him are objects. Mm. Um, and But that is the issue with rap, um, more so than hip-hop, but hip-hop as well, is this culture that's been created that's almost like no hope. And if it was another genre of music, people are more conscious of, of the way that they wear things, the language that they use and, and like the themes that they're using and things. But there seems to be this culture within rap music of like, I can say what I want because I'm entitled to it. That's my life. This is who I am. Like you were saying, take it or leave it. Like, this is what I do. This is how I am. Mm. This is it. How great am I? And and I think it's been let slide for so long, but it, we have to hold people accountable for things that they're saying that... that children are singing along to this music or learning these raps and singing them and rapping them to each other and do they know what they're saying and what messages are we teaching and can we really let that slide just because that's rap culture i think that's completely wrong something needs to change there's more things to rap about than drugs and sex and derogatory language Mm. um and i do think this album in particular has less narcissism than others, considering that there's people on here like Little Wayne and Little Wayne is one of the people that that got Drake on the way to where he is and things. And there's you know people like that whose music is considerably like just constant, awful, disgusting lyrics, absolutely vile. And this is less so, mm-hmm. um, but at the same time, you know, it's. Yeah. But even if it's less so, it's still like it's, not good it's interesting because it, it like it has this bravado, and then it has the and then it has the opposite where Drake is like anti narcissism. Yeah. But, but what he does there is still speak negatively about the other person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. It's just a clever way of doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. So it's it's less obvious. It's more discreet. Um which makes it easier to listen to in a sense, which is probably why it took off in the way that it did. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, musically, like lyrics aside, there are parts that I enjoy. I feel like it's a lot more atmospheric. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, there's there's some empty spaces. There's It's like, there's times of like muffled sound, the pulsation, like the heartbeat sound and everything. Um, 
But yeah, lyrically, if you got rid of the lyrics, <laughs> maybe some of the music would be good. Um, Just an instrumental hour yeah. and a half. Yeah. I, and Drake said apparently Stevie Wonder contributed to the creative direction of this. And I can't see that Stevie Wonder would approve of some of the things mm-hmm. that Drake says on this album. So I don't know how much Stevie Wonder did contribute. Remember, but I imagine just musically. Remember when people said, like, isn't she lovely? You know what I mean? Like, what's wrong with that? Should have been like. Literally, like, what's wrong with saying, like, I love being with someone and I yeah. have the best time? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, like you can't have... The reason it annoys me is because you can't have positive relationships and you can't have positive experiences. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It doesn't all have to be, like, I don't know, just in the bin. You, like, I think yeah. you can move out of that. Um, And I, I know it's tough for people, but if we're not, if we're not proclaiming as artists a better world mm. for others like no there is hope there is good to come and that might mm. be very idealistic but really this this album ain't moving the world forward in like mm-hmm. like culture they are and what gets me though is that like a lot of rap artists pride themselves on the fact that you know like drake's songs start from the bottom now we're here and um, things like that, like they pride themselves on like getting out of, you know, gang culture and inspiring young, particularly young boys to, you know, leave behind gang culture and channel their energy musically and things like that, which on one level is great. But if you listen to the content of your app, well, is that how are you doing anything better? You know, you're still creating this very toxic culture. And but it, this is the thing. it. it whilst it is and we can look at it now with this kind of view of it's toxic and and all its problems that it does have it really grabbed people drake Mm -hmm. is huge Mm -hmm. and clearly it spoke to a lot of people particularly Mm -hmm. i'm going to make a generalization but particularly young men possibly Mm -hmm. you know others but yeah it seemed to really grab so so really then i think the question is what what are people missing that Drake seems to say that they like, oh, that that's what I want, that's what I need. Mm. Maybe it's just the the blatant appeal through capitalism or, well, I don't know. But clearly he's saying something that, that people are like, oh, I can subscribe to that, mm-hmm. definitely. You know, and it's 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 interesting. Also, just to say, I just looked it up. Stevie Wonder contributed. He played harmonica on track 13. <laughs> oh, how cute. Is uh, doing it wrong. So, oh. so just, yeah, you want to know. But I think yeah, I think this album I think this album is written for women. So I like I think so hip hop stars used to have, have this thing on rappers where like it was all hardcore and it was heavy beats and it was like really like violent rhymes and then they switched it to go after mm. this newer audience because they realized mm. they were only getting fifty percent of the whole world. You know what I mean? <laughs> and you <laughs> there was this other there was this other gender all of a sudden <laughs> that they could mm. go towards. Um and so, so because Drake actually says that in one of his lyrics, like he mentions that in this album. Now I don't know whether that works or not. And like I think we we have to say so. There's two things we have to say. We're not fans of rap or Drake. And so there's a there's cultures that we don't understand or know about or have ever looked into. But when we look from the outside, we're like that doesn't seem right. Mm-hmm. But there are some things that even though we've not been in that culture, you can say that that just isn't right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, 
it isn't right the way that you're treating women and the way that you're talking about them or you're the way you're talking about somebody else's relationship committed relationship and you mm. want to go in and mess it up you know what i mean mm. it's just not right mm. um so yeah uh, other than that i know we've gone on like a big thing <laughs> like musically i actually loved this album i was similar to grace like the the atmospheric stuff um the so drake does this amazing thing because like i said before i was really keen to find out like why is drake so big like musically what is it that people love and he does this thing where like all of his music sits in the low mids um or the lows and the low mids of a track and all of his vocals sit in the highs and the high mids right which creates this like i mean it creates a nice balance of an album um and of a track uh, but it also so sonically it sounds good but it also means that his his uh, vocals are always like a little bit higher pitched than you would expect. So when he was rapping, I was like, why is he so nasally? Like, what's that What's yeah. that noise? Why does he sound like a robotic Eminem? Like, what's going on? <laughs> but it's a deliberate choice to have like the all the music lower down here and then have all the vocals up here, which is what we see now 10 years later is all this lo-fi, really deep, um, minimalist music. And now, so I feel like Drake was like making a way for all mm -hmm. that stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? 10 years later, 10 years uh, later, we would still be doing that. And he did change, like w One Dance isn't really like that and Hotline Bling isn't really like that. Um, but you can see this whole album if you listen back. And I, j I just thought, well, that is really interesting. And it means that his vocals are like always out there. You can always hear them. You never have a problem with it. It makes them sound more vulnerable because they're just in the high end and the and the mid highs by themselves and things like that. And I thought like, just from a technical point of view, that's a really interesting way to do your album mm -hmm. sonically. Um, what did you think of the sound? You just found it boring, Adam? You found it quite boring? No, the, the sound, so, you know, it's got, got good rhythms, it's got good good beats, but yeah, I, you know, I, I do think that the nasally thing, it did catch me off guard, because obviously I've only listened to later on Drake, more modern Drake. The modern period. But um <laughs> but like you said, yeah, he's he's got that kind of nasally and it, it it is a bit like, oh, I wasn't expecting this. And and if it if it's been done deliberately, it's very clever. It's a very clever kind of mixing technique and that and it makes sense for him to do that because it does it makes his vocals stand out more. Definitely. Um but yeah it's good but apart from that I just wasn't just wasn't impressed. Fair enough. And if this go on, Grace, go for it. No, I was just thinking, right? This 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 featured in our quiz not too long ago about how rap originates from poetry, right? And they would have poetry battles and insult each other. And so, if rap has originated from basically an activity where everyone just insults each other, obviously that's why now we've got to the point where people take it to the extremes of being absolutely vile in in the content of their raps mm. things have got to change is there a place for rap music as it is has it got to completely flip on its head have we got to have a whole new genre now mm. yeah cool. good question yeah. and it'll get its first mention but don't you moan at me about john lennon's imagine right <laughs> when we're listening to things like this <laughs> well, at least oh, john's dear. saying come on imagine all the people you know mm. living all as one, do you know what I mean? Or living in unity. Whereas Jake's, Drake's just like, 
I do what I want. This but time. he just but but John disrespected women as well. So yeah, I know I understand that, and like that's not right. Mm. But it's that like aspiration for a better world. Do you know what we need more of? John Legend, more of his respectful, beautiful music, respecting women. I agree. I agree. What a great man. <laughs> Should we just Learn start a John, John Legend podcast? Yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna take a break, and we are gonna talk about confetti by Little Mix. Here we go. Okay, amazing. Welcome back from the break. We're going to talk about Confetti by Little Mix. And Confetti is the sixth studio album by British girl group Little Mix. Uh, The album was released on the 6th of November, 2020. It was recorded before COVID-19. Once again, never heard of it. Um, And... (laughs) And then finished off, done a little bit of stuff afterwards, um, like in the middle of lockdown. So yeah, so Little Mix are a girl band that originated on, um, it's not Pop Idol, X Factor. Why have I Why have I just gone back 20 years? <laughs> I've gone back to 2001. <laughs> on X Factor, which is a kind of Pop Idol thing in the UK. And it was Cheryl Cole's band, right? No. Oh, I really couldn't tell you. Nicole Scherzinger? No. Who knows? I, I don't know whether they were just Simon's act. Simon's act? Okay, okay. I, I, he, owned, he owned the record label, didn't he? Well, they were all... Yeah, and they, they don't, they're not with him anymore. They split mm. from Psycho mm. Music. Uh, but they were like four girls who all wanted to be singers by themselves, and they brought them together. They never knew each other beforehand, and then they went on to be an amazing success. And so here they are with their sixth album. Uh, so let's talk about it. I can't mm. wait. Um, let's go the same order. Adam, what did you think of Confetti by Little um, Mix? Okay, Little Mix. Um, like, it's all right. Uh, these are just, I'm just going to read them for a minute. Like, it's all right. And they are all very talented. And they do sound very good together. And they sound very good separately. Um, it's a very slick reduction. You know, nothing, but you'd expect nothing less. Uh, it's just not for me. All the songs sound quite samey, especially the beginning, like, first four tracks. I thought were all very similar. Um, it's just radio pop. They are, they're a commercial band. You know, they have in the past had songs about girl power, which is great. Um, and, and I think they do stand for something. But on this album, they weren't doing that. Um, and I think that that was a conscious choice by them to just write songs that are fun. Which, you know, fair enough, but whatever. You know, and there's this song called Not A Pop Song, and there's the line saying that, you know, don't do what Simon says, which is about Simon Cowell, which obviously, like you say, they split from. Um, But they do. They they do. And, yeah, even though they split from his record label and split from him, like, it's nice to them to pretend that they're all now independent and whatever, but that they're not. They're just a commercial. To pretend. <laughs> So yeah, they're just a, a manufactured commercial pop band. I don't let's not let's not call it anything else. Yeah. And that's fine. It's okay. But, you know, you're not all of a sudden gonna start releasing this maverick music that's gonna be so different from the past five albums that you've released. It's not. You know, a critic called it a box ticking exercise in current pop trends. Mm. And I fully agree. Because it's got a bit of everything, it's got a bit of reggaeton beats, it's got a bit of you know, dancehall beats got a bit of everything, and it's just, you know, oh, we had 
you know, Katy Perry do that, Tick will do that. We had Adele do that, Tick will do that. We had, I don't know any other female pop stars, but we had Rita Ora do that, Tick will do that. We had Rihanna do it, Tick will do that. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just, just pop radio stuff. And, and it was fine and it was okay. Not for me. I, I realise I'm probably not their target audience, which is mm. fair enough. But uh, I think it was okay. I'm never going to listen to it again. <laughs> but it was, uh, it was all right. Cool, cool. Grace, what did you think? Um, I'm the same as Adam. I was underwhelmed, to be honest. <laughs> um, and like you were saying, yeah, their last album was very much establishing like girl power, and and one of them said, I can't remember which one of them said, um, that this album wasn't about doing that they said that they've established themselves now that that's what they stand for um but anyway now they can have some fun which is a weird thing because i feel like if they're your principles why are you then going to be like but anyway forget about that let me just have some fun now um but yeah i got like late 90s early 2000 vibes with this album it just feels very dated it literally is such a fresh album just came out and it feels really, really dated. It doesn't sound modern. I don't know why it, it just doesn't. But I agree, all the songs sound very samey. I think the first half of the album is garbage. It's boring. What's going on? Um the second half is better than the first. Um there's some alright ones, like Gloves Up is alright. Not a pop song. Well it is a pop song, but it's alright, it's better than the others. I think My Love Won't Let You Down is probably my favourite um, because it's the least poppy. <laughs> um, and I did like um, Rendezvous, but only because they stole the whole melody and rhythm and everything from Sway by Dean Martin. So write your own songs, to be honest. Um, so I just feel like it was just a wasted album. Like, again, yeah, like you were saying, a tick box exercise. They've got great voices. But it was just just a little throwaway, little like, oh, we need an album. Let's chuck this one out. Hmm. There's no, like, you can't, I couldn't tell you who was singing which. They all merge into one. Yeah. There's like how many, four of them. And there's no individuality between it's not like you know spice girls we've got a little bit of sporty spice over here we've got a little bit of posh spice over here they just merge into one sound you know what i mean and maybe that's the vibe that they're going for um but they are unique and it would be nice to have some kind of unique individuality in in their voices i don't know maybe not maybe that's not their vibe um but yeah it was fine it wasn't riveting but i also feel like they weren't going for that you know wow <laughs> <laughs> guys i actually liked this album i'm gonna put it out there when you put it out there i put it out there already uh so so i agree with you so there isn't any depth to anything on this album no. that that is like there's so little depth that 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 it just ain't gonna do anything in 10 years we won't be saying like we are oh, with drinks album. you know what i mean oh that album really did it's just <laughs> So in that in that regard, it is a tick box ex- box exercise, and they do admit that like they're just writing songs for the sake of it with this album. Like, they don't need to make, they don't need to mean anything. They can just sound good. They can just be a song. So what whatever you take from that, at, at least at the most simple level, it's good to listen to. 
You know what I mean? Like the vocals are really strong. Mm. The synths always sound great. They're, they're well chosen. Like we're not always listening to pianos and ballads, which have been a bored of the last few weeks. <laughs> it's like interesting. You know what I mean? Interesting synth choices. And even like some of the licks in the middle of the songs, when you listen, are pretty technical. Like I couldn't play them. Mm. And they are and they are good sounds. Um Rendezvous. I liked Rendezvous. I I mean stealing grace is a strong term. <laughs> I, I feel like you know, the, it's not like they didn't give credit, but like no. I've got this thing about music, like can you own a melody? Like you can if it's mm. that long. <laughs> it's like the full chorus melody. Um but but it was nice to hear it. I thought what yeah. like Sway has a, an amazing melody. And yeah, so I love Sway. Why wouldn't I want to hear that again? I enjoyed mm. it. Mm. And I was like, I found myself just enjoying it. So, um, yeah, I liked it. I thought it sounded great. I thought there wasn't very much depth to it. Um, yeah. yeah. I just thought it sounded great, but it probably won't live long in the memory. So mm. it's kind of like a positive view of the things you've said, but I kind of agree with you that like, no. really it's not I think but is it going for depth like I guess like a lot of young girls are into this mm. do they want Drake crying over his latest relationship no or do they I mean I'd rather have this that says nothing than Drake that says everything negative about well, yeah. no. sure, know, I every relationship that, mm. so I mean which one would we rather I mean, is neither an option? I mean, yeah, I would never listen to either of them again. Uh, yeah, I don't think I would either. Other um, than take care, because that is always on the radio and things, so I'd be forced to listen to that. But yeah, I'd probably, you know, when when Libby's driving and she has her music on, I can imagine. In fact, I'm pretty sure uh, some little mix has already come on, just you know, on the Spotify pre-created playlists. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm pretty sure I've already heard. I'd already heard. Um, at least one. What one? What one was it? Sweet Melody, I think it was. Yeah, Sweet Melody. I've heard that one. That's the big radio single, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So I mean, I, I think I've got no choice but to hear that one a bit more. But I don't know. I'd never actively go out my way to listen to either of these. Hmm. What so, about you? So you, just to clarify, you'd both rather not listen to. It's just a neither. I'm just not having I'm, either. Yeah. I just want to sit in silence with my thoughts, rather. I just think, like, there's so little depth to the little mix one. We always talk about music should take you on a journey. It should tell a story. What is... But, but I yeah. couldn't tell you what they... I've listened to the full album. I couldn't tell you what they were singing about because they weren't singing about anything. Fair. They were just kind of... What if the, what if the journey is carefree? Just... But I, that, that's not the vibes I got. I got like, oh, like we're spending quite a bit of money here, gals. We need to send, get another album because we need a bit more money. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Let's bosh one out. I've got a mortgage to pay. <laughs> Oxley Chamberlain gets injured a lot. You know what I mean? He's not earning enough. <laughs> no, Someone's got to be the breadwinner. Tell you what. <laughs> Liverpool footballer, not going to I appreciate them on some level because Little Mix have made me angry in the past because they're songs. Granted, they're about girl power, but I don't like necessarily saying that because their lyrics, some of the songs like, I can't remember which one is, I hope you're getting better sex, not faking it like I did. 
Lyrics like that, right? Yeah. A adds to we can say the exact thing that we're saying about about Drake, like hold yourselves accountable. Little girls sing along to your songs. And I've had little girls in my classroom singing those songs. And I've had to say, kids, no, we're not going to sing that song. Please stop. That's not a good song to sing. And you've got to hold yourself accountable when you know your audience is, is little girls. Please don't sing songs like that. Change your audience. Change your music to suit a different audience. It would, you know that little girls listen to your music. Maybe don't sing songs like that. And don't be such a sour... If he's moving on, let him move on. Like you were saying about Drake... Let let Rihanna move on. Well, let Zayn or whoever this was let him move on. Mm. Yeah, fair. Yeah, you know? yeah. Sorry, I don't know where that came from. That just really no, came over me there. No. <laughs> well, I've said I've said this before that I I have this problem with artists that use girl power and feminism as a yeah. brand rather as a bravado. Yeah, it's just actually it's just to make money, which yeah. I I know we disagree on this, but that's what I think Beyonce does. Beyonce, but, yeah. yeah. And I think sometimes she does in some of the music she does. There's no integrity there. I'm not having it. But I, do you know what I was thinking of when you said that, Grace? I was thinking of a song that my mum told me to stop singing because it wasn't a very nice song, right? Ooh. And it was um, <laughs> All the Small Things by Blink-182, right? <laughs> mum told you to stop singing? Yeah. And, like, when I look back and I listen to the lyrics, I mean... If you're eight, you probably shouldn't be singing it. Do you know what I mean? But <laughs> actually, it's just about having a great night, isn't it? It's and going home with someone you love. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A little windmill never hurts anyone. You know? That's all. <laughs> Imagine me singing that at eight years old. Just <laughs> and me mum telling me to stop. <laughs> so funny. <sighs> Amazing. I would rather take. It's really hard because I really kicked off about Drake. You did. But I, but I did like it musically. Um, yeah. But I did like Little Mix. I'm going to go Little Mix. I'd listen to that again. You go for it. I will. Thanks. <laughs> well done, you. <laughs> you want a medal? <laughs> Brilliant. Let's rate the Drake one. Uh, Adam? Uh, 0.5. Oh, my Ooh. goodness. Nah, I ain't playing about. Uh, Grace? See, this is hard. Like you were saying, musically, I appreciated it. I'm going to go for a two. Yeah, cool. But we don't condone the lyrics. Well, that's it. But if if you gave it a two, are you condoning it? Oh, five. (laughs) One. Twilight one point. You you can go two. I don't want to force you into it, but but that's, that's the issue I'm dealing with, like, Oh, actually, it was a great album, so I'll give it a four. Oh, gr- well, that that's not on, is it? You know what I mean? I've got to take a stand. Like our little podcast is going to do anything against Drake. <laughs> I changed the world. <laughs> no one uh, listen to Drake ever again. Grace, I'm joining your team. I'm going to go the same. Okay. Um, which is harsh, but but lyrically, it's not harsh. You know what I mean? It's just no. uh, brilliant, guys. It's time for us to quiz.
Incredible. Every time. Every time. Right, guys. Are we tied again? Is that what's happened again? Three all? I think we were after the Thanksgiving. We're three. I'm going to start writing this down. Right, we're three all, guys, okay? Brilliant. Mm. We're going to start off as usual. Just general music round. General life music. Okay. Two truths and a lie, remember? You've got to identify the lie. First fact. The US military would play Enter Sandman by Metallica for hours on end to aid in their interrogation and torture of prisoners. This has been a theme. You've done a lot of like what the bit. US military use. Uh, they do a lot. To, they use a lot of... Uh, they've got to use music from somewhere. They can't make it themselves. That's true. That's it. Second fact. I love that you're going with this. I hope there's one every week. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's my target. Right. Second fact. <laughs> one in three country song refers to tears and one in seven refers to mama. Mm. Mama. <laughs> <laughs> And final fact. The most expensive instrument in the world was a grand piano, which has now made its way to the palace and is owned by the King of Belgium. So, US military playing Enter Sandman. (laughs) Music songs referring to tears and mama all too often. Or the most expensive instrument in the world being a grand piano. Owned by the King of Belgium. That is tough. That is very tough. Grace. It's hard because really you got no idea about any of them, but that's the point of the game. That's the point. Grace, have you ever heard the song Parked Out by the Lake? Yeah, you've played. (laughs) That's sad. Is that that the lake by Santa Fe? It is. It's it's actually 80 miles from Santa Fe. Oh, sorry. (laughs) No, it's both. I just thought I'd... uh... Uh, check that song uh, out guys parked out by the lake <laughs> wonderful wonderful we'll link it on instagram yeah why it's not right okay i'm gonna need some answers i'm going to adam okay which is um, the lie i think the grand piano Ooh. they all sound so plausible they all sound so true oh, mom this is it this they is really it. did like i can I, like sure i can subscribe to all of them um <laughs> But yeah, I'm going to go with Grand Piano because I assume like it's going to be like a violin or something that's super expensive. Or like the first ever guitar that Martin owned, which is like priceless. So that's what I'm going to go for. But go on. No, same. Okay. I'm going for the same because the King of Belgium isn't the most rich man in the world. Right. I know that sounds really silly, but like surely there are oligarchs somewhere in Russia. So I'm picking on them or like... (laughs) people in like the middle east who are just pr wealthy mm. like mm. they they would have more than the king of belgium like the queen ain't that rich really is she nah. not in terms of the whole world um so yeah so there's no way he owns the most well, just because she's not the most rich doesn't mean she couldn't own the most expensive she's got 16 million well hey yeah, we'll talk about the king of belgium but... but i would imagine a grand piano that's expensive has got to be a mill but she just said 60 million. Yes. Have you just given away the 60 mil? Yeah, 16 million. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, did I not say it before? No. no. Sorry, was the most expensive instrument in the world was a grand piano, cost of 16 million. Oh, right. Which is now owned by 
Well, now that, now that I, I think that's lost. too exp No, I think that's too expensive. 16 mil. John Lennon's guitar would be worth, like, nah, no end here. But you've got to think, a piano, it's got, like, the ad, the tickle those ivories. But John Lennon. It's got, it's got the strings inside. <laughs> it's, got, it's got the hammers, it's got everything, pedals. But John Lennon. It's, <laughs> well, but it's just know. a piano. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's but not... also... John Lennon's have sold, and they don't go for sixteen mil. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly only... what I'm saying. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Don't hate the messenger. <laughs> We're not hating on you. I'm just saying that one's a lie. I am. I am. <laughs> right. Okay. We're both locked in with that one. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Okay. You're correct. Cool. And Adam. You were right, it is a violin, the most expensive instrument in the world. <laughs> it's always a violin. It's like but a Stradivarius. But it does cost 16 million, so... Wow. There you go. Eat your words. Screw John Lennon. Why did he come up? What's imp what is good about that to be 16 mil? Like, what What could it be? What's it made of? Godspeed? Like, like what... Like what? Godspeed. I don't <laughs> wow. I don't know, but like, what? what could it be? It is a now I cannot pronounce it, but it looks like it says a Temps Guanimi violin that is now older than the United States of America. It's two hundred and seventy-three years old, to be exact. Can you imagine holding that? a piece of wood? Imagine that... dropping it. Imagine smashing it up. <laughs> oh. that, violin. that happened on the set of it on the Hateful Eight. Have you heard that story about Kurt Russell? No. So Kurt in the in the movie. Sorry to take over your quiz, Grace, but very quick. Yeah. In the movie The Hateful Eight, Kurt Russell's character um, plays a guitar and he was given... Or he was, the, the film was allowing him to... Sorry, Martin, the guitar company, allowed him to use like this really old guitar from like the 1880s or something. Um, so he's playing the guitar and they had a, a prop one standing by because in the movie, Kurt Russell is supposed to smash up this guitar, this priceless guitar. So he's playing this guitar and they're supposed to spell cut... And he's supposed to get the prop one that looks exactly like it. Smash that one up. He doesn't get the prop one. Kurt Russell smashes up this priceless Martin guitar that's like 150 years old or something like that. Something crazy. <laughs> and like the reaction from the the woman he's acted opposite, she like gasps and's like, oh, oh. it's like a genuine reaction <laughs> because he smashed up this priceless guitar. <laughs> Can you watch that? <laughs> I've never watched it now, no. but like. It's on the film now. Like that's the oh. cut they used. Oh wow! Wow! Uh -huh. Like, yeah, amazing. Bad. <laughs> Very bad. That's crazy. Yeah, but but yeah. So it's a violin, and it's still being played by Anne Akiko Mayers, who has it on loan for the rest of her life. Wow. So she didn't pay sixteen million. She got it on loan forever. Ooh, so ooh, she's she a real be that good. You know, like clearly she must be pretty incredible. Just imagine, like, imagine, imagine if she had a fire or something. You'd have to have something in place. And I can't believe she's still playing it. Like, put it in this case and put it somewhere secret. But things like that, items like that, that are two hundred years old, they demand to be used. Oh, and they, de and they deserve to. They deserve the respect of being used. What they're supposed well, to be used for. So I mean, true. that's a. Okay, so one or round two. This one is our generic about music artists. Fact number one. In 2003, Madonna leaked a fake version of her album to Pirates where every song had a loop of her saying, what the F do you think you're doing? Well, 
Fact number two. Elvis Presley wore a cross, a star of David, and the Hebrew letter Kai. Uh, every performance just and, and, and just in life. Fact number three. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way you said Kai. I like that. Kai. Kai. I don't know if that's how you pronounce it. I just like But it's a letter. Um, fact number three, Adam, this one's for you. Weird Al Yankovic um, was sued by Madonna. She's come up again. Sued by Madonna for dubbing her title track Like a Virgin with this song <laughs> Like a Surgeon. Like a Surgeon. It's a good song. <laughs> okay, three facts. Which is a lie? I'm going first, right? Go, Matt. Just to put it out there, I'm a low-key Madonna fan. Oh. Oh, no. I'm a, I'm a low-key fan. Like a Virgin, brilliant. Like a Prayer, brilliant. Like a prayer, I'll take you there. Come don't, on. Don't you say that Material yeah. Girl is one of the best songs that's ever been? I love it, yeah. <laughs> to be fair, it is a good one. I'll give you that. I, I, well, I think Like a Prayer, that, I think it's one of the best church songs I've ever heard, Like a Prayer. <laughs> like, wow. like, not actually like, I'm going to sound silly now, not actually like a worship song, but like the choir production and stuff like that. It's just amazing. Sounds great. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Elvis and is, the other one was Elvis. So Elvis is the fake one. Okay. Um, okay. I've got no reason, but I mean... Just because you love Madonna, so has well, to be Elvis. I, I wow. don't think you could have made... Elvis is the lie. I don't think you are... I guess I'm really rude, but I don't think you're funny enough, Grace, <laughs> to come up with something like, like a surgeon instead of like a virgin. No offence. Okay. <laughs> Pretty sly. <laughs> um, but, and I think Madonna would have put out a fake because um, that's what she's kind of like but okay so yeah okay sorry for this right Adam what are you going for so obviously like a stage in one of Weird Al's most famous songs um, yeah you dickhead pretty highly uh, <laughs> yeah you dickhead <laughs> wow wow um, so and I'm pretty sure Madonna was very on board with him him doing it because Weird Al has this thing where he always asks permission he doesn't have to because it's parody and he can do what he wants. But he always asks permission from the artist whether he can um, do... Oh, although... No, I'm saying that's the fake... Oh. <laughs> oh, I just dug myself into... <laughs> I, I literally read about Weird Al like last month just to catch up on all the stuff. And I can't remember do whether you want a recap read... of the other two as well? No, no. Because I'm pretty sure that Madonna would put out a fake album. And and Elvis, this is the fella who wrote to Richard Nixon, be like, "Hey, make me the head of the FBI or something like that, <laughs> or put me in the CIA." And Nixon did it. Nixon gave him like an FBI special medal or something like that, and like so Elvis would wear some weird religious symbols because he was weird towards the end of his life. Lovely, but weird. <laughs> but I can't remember whether <laughs> can't remember whether Madonna was super on board with like a surgeon saying it's like the best thing ever. Or she was a super against it. But he still did the song. Yeah, yeah. Right. I've changed my mind. I've changed my mind. It's actually, it, yeah, it's Elvis. Because she was against like a surgeon at first, but now she thinks it's great. That's what I'm saying. That's what I remember reading. I'm pretty sure. Guys, I love what this quiz is doing to you all. You're in proper turmoil. <laughs> I love it. Right, you're both locked in. You're locked in. Yeah, yeah I'm in big. I'm in big. <laughs> I love it. Right, you're both wrong. Woo! Let's see what. Yeah. 
Elvis did wear a cross and Star David and the Hebrew letter because he said, I don't want to miss out on heaven due to a technicality. Wow. So he just I mean, wore everything to cover his <laughs> to cover all his bases. But Buddha and Muhammad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean he missed out on them. Clearly he thought it was either <laughs> Christianity or Jewish. I don't Judaism. want to miss out on the technicality, that... but it definitely is the Christian faith tree that I'm going down. <laughs> Um, but yet, Weird Al, um, he never usually accepted any outside ideas for song titles. And his only exception was when Madonna herself went up to him and said, when are you going to do, when are you going to turn like a virgin into like a surgeon? So she came up with it and she went to him and he was like, oh, that's a great idea. And he did it. I, I knew see. she liked it. I see. Crap. You talked yourself talk out of it, pal. I did. And I let it happen. You did. You did. <laughs> right, guys. Okay, final round. It's the Drake round. Boo. Okay. Fact number one. Drake's uncle played bass for Sly and the Family Stone. Oh, come on. Fact number two. Drake has a tattoo of Severus Snape on his back. Fact number three, his favourite football team is Manchester United and Chelsea. Sorry, that's plural teams. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Manchester United and Chelsea. His favourite team is Manchester United and Chelsea. (laughs) The one and the same. I realised as well, I didn't say it at the time, but in the country one, I said one in three country songs. I wrote on my phone in the notes, country snogs. (laughs) <laughs> Instead of one snog. in three country snogs, surely all country snogs tears. happen between either a brother and sister or a or two first cousins. The good old country snogs, and they will definitely be be parked out by a lake. <laughs> parked out by the lake with the first cousins. Oh, right, Adam, it's, it's back to you. Um, Drake's uncle, Drake's tattoo, Drake's football team. Now, I know Drake's uncle. Drake's uncle or Drake's dad, actually? Drake's uncle. Can so I, I know ask? Drake's dad is a very cool fella. <laughs> right. <laughs> and if it's... Because Drake is half... No, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Stop there. Drake's <laughs> uncle is a really cool fella, is what you said. Or his dad. No, great. Drake's dad. dad. Drake's dad is super cool. <laughs> so Drake's dad is like a, he's like a pimp. It's mad. Oh, well, like that's he cool. What? Dresses, well, a pimp is not super cool. No, nah, but he, he dresses... You know, they dress interesting. What I mean. Wow, he's like he's not a pimp, but he dresses like one, and right. he's like dead smooth. And so I think that Drake's dad's brother, Drake's uncle, would <laughs> would play bass for that because um, his dad is a pimp, so his uncle has to play the bass. Super pimp. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> I've just looked it up. Guys. Don't be googling. Why are you googling? I'm just I'm just googling, googling Drake's dad. dad. He's not googling Drake's uncle. Wow. Guys, everybody Google. listening now, Google Drake's dad. Google Drake's dad. He's he's mad because Drake is half Jewish and half yeah uh, half black, half not. Yeah, and half not. Um, so I think of that. Uh, what was the what was the middle one? Sorry. Um, that he's got a tattoo of Severus Snape on his back. Yeah, I think it's that one. I mean, that's a lie. Um, and I've seen him in Manchester. He's he's one of those. He's pictured with like every single football team, and so. But yeah, I, I, yeah, he's he's not got a he's not got Snape on his back. To be again. Does he love Harry Potter? 
Mm, no, he likes owls. <laughs> <laughs> and so does Harry, so we're sorted. Yeah, we're sorted. Yeah. Right, go on, Matt. Can I ask you a few questions, please? Only if they don't help you. Okay, okay I'll, I'll see. Oh, ask your questions. Um, what was Drake's uncle's name? Um, I couldn't tell you. <laughs> right, okay. Um, for the muggles in the room, what what is <laughs> what is what is Snape? Oh, <laughs> Snape is a um, he's the potion fictional character, the potions yeah. teacher from Harry Potter. Yeah. If you haven't read Harry Potter, Prince is he? The, is he the one with the long Spoiler black hair? He looks like a goth. Yeah, yeah, and he's dead mean. Right, yeah. Scary. Film, he might be that scary. By, film play in the films played by the legendary Alan Rickman. Yeah, mm. cool, cool. Potter. I know, I know. And uh, so Manchester United are football. No, I'm joking. No, I'm a fan. <laughs> um, it's got. I don't want to do the same, but it's it's got to be Snape. Although okay. uh, I'll go different because then. So Sly and the Family Stone aim mm. from Canada, mm. right? Mm. Drake is. Do we go that route? Yeah, you know I mean. Yeah. It would be it would be spicier if I went different than Adam, wouldn't it? You know, it would be spicy. You know. So I'm gonna go Drake's uncle. Okay. Well, I appreciate the sacrifice because Adam's won. <laughs> <laughs> Back in the lead. But he uh. does have a tattoo of Harry Potter and Hedwig. Huh? Because he loves Harry Potter. He's like a diehard Harry Potter fan. My goodness. So he's got a, a tattoo of, of Harry Potter and Hed- and Hedwig on him. Hmm. So is, there you go. And his uncle, Hed- his uncle did play me, fan of the family soon. Is Hed- so oh, yeah, cool. quite. Hmm? Is Hedwig the? <laughs> Sorry. The owl. The so owl. not the big guy. Huh. That's Hagrid. No, that's Hagrid. No, that's Hagrid. Right, okay, oh, cool. easily mistaken. Yeah. So Harry and his owl are a part in Drake's cool. buddy. Sorry. Nice. Right, guys. Well, Adam, you're in the lead so far, but as the way it's going, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting a win from you on the next one. That's it. No, no, no. We're in a pattern here. Come I'm on. back. Four, three. Guys, I've been Grace. You've been great. Brother. Amazing. Thank you so much, Grace. Are we ready for next week's albums? Born ready. Come on. So we have The Stooges with Funhouse. Oh. And hopefully an album that will please you both. McFly, Young, Dumb, Thrillers. Oh. So I thought we were going to go with Miley Cyrus's new album. but uh, Is that out this McFly? week? I've been That's waiting for out. that to come out. No, we're going to go McFly this week because I think they're going to be a bit similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, maybe we'll... Maybe. There we go. We'll do Miley Cyrus next week. You've got whatever it is. Got a week ahead. Uh, so there you go. Guys so, are so excited. That's it. The Stooges, Funhouse, and McFly, Young, Dumb, Thrills. And we're going back to 1970. So come on. Going back. If we have not Back to the future. That's it. Back to your childhood. <laughs> oh. Oh. Guys, you can't see with a look. 
of disappointment <laughs> and the massive eye roll on that there. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Trace. You can do the outro then. Yeah. <laughs> Take care. <laughs> <sighs> Great. So thank you so much for listening. <laughs> Oh, if you enjoyed that crap joke why don't you subscribe <laughs> to the podcast <laughs> you can follow us on instagram at l vanilla i'm um, at matt courtney music adam your um handle is yeah, adam courtney 95 amazing and if you want to hear more terrible jokes grace your handle is <laughs> Uh, Grace underscore Salmons. Brilliant. So go grab a t-shirt from Teespring. <laughs> Bonus episode this Thursday. Adam, if people want to support the podcast, how can they do that? Uh, there's a myriad of different ways. Um, of course, if you are an iTunes listener, um, leave a review. Leave uh, five stars, please. Please, please. Um, yeah, and subscribe so that you get it when it drops. Uh, if you are a uh, person who wears jumpers or t-shirts or clothes in general, uh, you may want to go and have a little look on Teespring, search for Alvin Elon, and see if you want to pick up a little jumper or t-shirt or some stickers. Uh, or a mug. Yeah. A mug's there, too. If you are a person who drinks from mugs, maybe like a hot beverage, why not? Um, of course, the most helpful way to help us, go tell someone. Word of mouth is key. Word of mouth is crucial. Guys, that could be your low-cost gift for Christmas. You go, hey, I've not bought you some crap that'll go in landfill in, t- in, in 10 days' time. No, no. I've bought you the gift of an experience, and that experience goes right in your ears. It's called Elvanila. Give it a listen. Wow. There's like 33 episodes for them to catch up on. You know what I mean? So, uh, and if you're tell you what as well if you know someone who is going to visit family if they're able to over the holidays and they want an escape because you know family can be a bit taxing we've all been there you're in the holidays you're seeing your family for the first time in a while you want to you want to escape say hey put your headphones on listen to alvanilo escapism it's what we want that's what the holidays (laughs) are about getting away from your family you've just seen them for the first time in a while escape from them listen to us uh, also give us a follow on uh, on the Instagram uh, interact with us tell us what you're listening to tell us if you agree with what we've said uh, about uh, Take Care or Confetti by Little Mix um, and yeah those are just some ways like, comment, share all the good stuff brilliant What's that? so good we all love a bit of escapism don't we if the family you haven't seen all year or already doing your head in <laughs> <laughs> Listen to if you've got there within five minutes and all of it, you know, me, 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 me. Those five days for five days too long. That's it. Amazing. Well, it's been great. We'll see you again next week. We'll see you on Thursday for a bonus app. Uh, And Mm. we hope you have a great week. God bless. Take care. Bye.